What's up everybody this is Shloka from simplify.tech and you are listening to Simplify podcast more people than ever are building cool stuff online especially in the tech world and making a lot of money in the process on this show i sit down with these people to discuss the ideas the opportunities and the strategies that they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same hello and welcome everyone to the next podcast and with me i have prakash prakash kumar who is a simplify employee prakash would you like to introduce yourself yep hi hi shloka good evening so yeah myself uh, as you already uh, shloka mentioned my name is prakash i'm a lead innovation engineer in simplify so the core area where i do work in is back end technologies along with blockchain uh, i really a fanboy of javascript in my initial days but uh, since little long time i am working on blockchain as well so i have more than 3 plus experience in uh, working with javascript the app and blockchain yeah so that's all from my end uh, uh, yeah i i have done my graduation post graduation all in computer application from christ university bangalore so yeah that's all from my end that's good that's good cool so without further ado let's dive into the topic and today we are going to discuss about a node.js or node.js or whatever the technical term for the language node so prakash i would like to ask you the first question that is what is node.js when did people start using it yeah so uh, node.js basically it's an open source platform uh yeah so people basically the journey started from javascript first so it was being used by us but uh, we were not aware of the capability of javascript that we can use the same language in a backend as well so if we see the older web application we have javascript doing some uh drag drop of uh, buttons or button clicks all the things like all the beautiful events what we do on our web application was done with the help of javascript later on uh, node.js came into picture so yeah it gave us the flexibility to use the javascript on server side so it is very useful for developing applications uh, mostly like the real time applications if you see right now uh, all the delivery application or uh, if you take an example of any real time application even netflix as well they are using node.js in their backend so yeah uh, that's what node.js play an important role uh, in our day to day life i would say so yeah when did people start using this so uh, actually it, it was introduced in uh, uh, early 2008 but yeah in recent few years i would say around 4 5 years back uh, it was like uh, like it created a hype because this month stack means stack uh, was uh, came into picture so yeah so yeah i would say i am not exactly sure about the exact year 
but uh, since uh, javascript is very old uh, traditional language but your yeah, node js came as a blessing for javascript so yeah so that's what i would say about it cool cool nice nice to know that node js people started using in the era of 2000s and it has been blessing as you said rightly said so my next question would be about blockchain why is blockchain called uh, d app that is nothing but decentralized application yeah so uh, basically if you see right now the i would before giving a uh, intro about d app uh, we'll talk about the normal applications what we have so we see if we see the structure of application from old days to now so from monolithic to microservice architecture uh, our applications uh, are developed in a centralized manner earlier let's say uh, there is a front end there is a back end and a back end is connected to a database and that is uh, that way they are fetching the data taking it to the front end and showing it, it into the website but uh, in decentralized application what uh, what you call the blockchain in another language uh, uh, it is uh, something that the replica of same application is uh, distributed at different instances so uh, like if i give example of uh, fintech application nowadays uh, it is mostly uh, into decentralized finance only uh, like uh, even though if it is health platform or music streaming services or e-commerce platform whatever it is uh, it is hosted in decentralized manner which means there is a no central system which is monitoring the whole application it is distributed in the complete network so uh, even though uh, a single instance of that application is down uh, no issues on that uh, you have another one go ahead so yeah the service is not interrupted uh, in at a like single point of time it is not interrupted that's what the feature of a decentralized application and uh, the, uh, that's what uh, we call blockchain as decentralized application yeah so do you mean to say that if one aspect of a decentralized app on blockchain goes down none of the others are hampered am i right yeah n- yeah yeah none of them are hampered and uh, one more good feature i forgot to mention that uh, let's say even if you have done some mal practice or something although you can't do but in a hypothetical situation if you try want to do uh, a change in some particular ledger something uh, since it is immutable you have that record has been maintained multiple times across the system so it is next to impossible to do the same change at every point of time so yeah that again uh, is a very good feature of decentralized application that's what it makes it secure which means the uh, whatever you are doing it's been distributed in the blocks and uh, that's what uh, we call it all the blocks are connected to each other uh, so if even if you are doing changes here you have to do the same changes in block b and the c and the d and vice like keep on till n you have to do and uh, in a normal situation you can't do that so yeah that that's what it uh, make it immutable so yeah that uh, one more uh, good feature of it. understood understood so uh, for example if we take if i say uh, let's say paytm 
so if paytm yes. is trying to uh, if for say me i'm a hacker and i'm trying to hack paytm or someone's payment while they are doing it right now so if i have to hack it and uh, for say you have the admin console of the paytm or you have created that so while i do the process of hacking do do you get uh, the notification or do you understand that someone is trying to invade in the space see uh, there are various stages of hacking mostly in fintech sector although yeah for hacking basically the end goal of hacking is to uh, uh, stole some money from that application so if you see right now the easiest way what they choose is to uh, focus on the end users because uh, not not all the end users are that much uh, literate uh to use that application so they try to uh, manipulate them they try to get their uh, cbb password and other things but although that is not a uh, part of hacking but yeah stealing money but yeah when it comes to hacking uh they'll try to run some script uh, yeah there there are various uh, that itself is a big topic of another podcast i, I have podcast i would say but yeah if i talk about hacking uh, various things can be done one of them is manipulating the database script sql injection or uh, yeah denial of service attack where they put uh, millions and trillions of request on the same service uh, till that potential uh, the application will go down so if the application has a potential of handling thousands of requests then they will try to hit up hit with millions of requests and uh, they will make the application down these are the kind of attacks which uh, hackers usually try to do and uh, yeah uh, for stealing data or hacking the system so yeah, so, yeah if you see uh, coming toward your question you said will i get any notification or not for yeah uh, if paytm is not on blockchain i think i'm not sure but yeah if in a normal system if you have uh, enabled such security features let's say if someone is doing phishing or uh, doing some malpractice or uh, going into admin console with uh, i'm talking let's say normal perspective as well if someone is trying password maybe five times six times then you must uh, have such scenario where uh, your application will trigger a notification to the admin or the security team that hey this person is trying to go into the system from this location and this is his ip address something this is uh, some security precautions or measures uh, yeah that must be taken in application there okay, great great so my next question to you will be how to build an ethereum blockchain and integrate it into a standard api in node js yeah so uh, although uh, this is a podcast uh, i cannot uh, showcase the exact uh, screen uh, but yeah orally i would try to explain in a simple words uh, how to develop a simple smart contract in ethereum and uh, attach it with a node.js api so before answering this uh, i would like you to understand a few of the basic applications let's say uh, you want to develop an api but you want to develop for what uh, either it is a application to manage or secure the relationship or let's say you you are keeping record of uh, some past action of application 
any you, you say any fintech kind of application or let's say you want to create a nft platform uh, which will buy and sell uh, your real estate properties on a website so yeah uh, yeah so these are the few area where we can develop our application before starting uh, we have to finalize on three things first uh, the authentication how we going to do that how we going to achieve it so of course authentication we're going to do by email and we will send and uh, we will create an encrypted password for our application so that even if someone got access to our database he cannot see the exact password second thing uh storage of data so let's say let's take example of our nft platform as well where we are trying to sell real estate properties so uh the data we will store in ipfs what is ipfs i'll discuss that later uh, moving further and uh, last thing is retrieval so how we are going to retrieve the data and retrieval should happen only with uh, some access token not uh, anyone can hit your api and retrieve the data and put the data so retrieval should be happen in a secure way so these are the three things we should uh, keep in mind and apart from that what are the things we need we're going to need node js of course at uh, this basic knowledge of because and uh, we must need the lts version of node js for that and we need truffle now uh no, what is node js i already mentioned in this uh, uh like starting of the podcast uh, it's a server side uh, javascript runtime environment so yeah and along with that we need truffle suit now what is truffle truffle is something where we're going to develop the contract and uh, what is contract uh, actually in uh, blockchain business logics are written in a smart contracts now uh, what make this smart contract different from a normal fun- uh, normal function so basically uh, smart contract uh, i would say uh, uh like uh, uh let's say if you are adding a to b then it must uh, it must gonna produce you the result as c and uh, that logic must not being changed uh like if someone comes and change that logic that should not happen in case of uh, a smart contract that's what your business logic is being written so truffle suit will provide you that platform environment although the uh, it will provide you the platform where you can write a smart contract and apart from that to uh, become uh, to make this thing little handy we can use ganache cli as well and uh, we have one more thing which is remix so we use remix uh, as an alternative to ganache uh, basically it's a web uh, like ui kind of thing which will provide you the flexibility to uh, navigate and deploy and test the ethereum contract so it's really e- easy to learn all these three things if you know nodejs uh, pretty easy yeah n- n- like next hour you can start with all these three things yeah the connectivity part is there let's say your ethereum layer is there and your node layer is there on the right hand and ethereum layer is on, ethereum layer is on the left hand now there should be a connectivity between between these two so web3 play a important part here to create the connectivity between your uh, smart contract to the node layer so it happens through web sockets 
so yeah little bit uh, the knowledge of web3 must be there and that is where we should learn few things we have uh, some web3 js uh, modules as well in node.js but yeah web3 will provide you a collection of libraries uh, where you can take help and interact with the ethereum node yeah apart from that uh, to store stubs and uh, to uh, like define the protocol between peer to peer network for storing and sharing data uh, will require ipfs so in blockchain the data we whatever the data we store Uh, it is uh, like recommended to be stored in ipfs now uh, what we going to do next is to create api first uh, yeah now to create api um, i already expect the person who going to do that must be uh, having some knowledge of node js so for developing api we going to use web3 js uh, express as a as a framework now after installing the basic packages uh the packages which we going to use i would say mongodb then it, that is not mandatory but your yeah, env you can use web3 js and mongodb is uh, mandatory apart from truffle that uh, js because we're going to use truffle along with uh, node so yeah in writing apis uh we must uh Uh, create few endpoints let's say we're going to create our router so in a router we'll create uh, one for register one for login and uh, then we're going to create some upload api and uh, some access api as i discussed in the initial stage any application which we're going to develop uh, contains three stages first authentication which means registration and login So registration should happen through email ID and password, and login should also happen through that email ID and password only. That covers your authentication part. Now, if you talk in terms of API, then you need two API: one for login, one for registration. Now, uh, second things come storing of data. So for that, we will use upload API. For uploading file, uh, will will create a post API, and uh, the uploading uh, logic will be written in that using IPFS. so yeah so we have in built module of uh, node js as well uh, which we call as multer now we have fs module as well to store files but yeah along with that we're going to use uh, ipfs to store file in the blockchain now to retrieve that file uh, we're going to use the email id and uh, along with that email id we're going to create some token and based on that token will give access to that uh, particular file now how we going to get the access let's say if you are storing a file to the ipfs layer you going to get a url now you can put that url in your mongodb layer as well and uh, when a user wants to fetch that data which is stored in ipfs uh, you first you need to generate a token for that particular user once he is verified with that particular token you can fetch uh, id of that user using that id you can find that okay this id is related to this particular document in mongodb now in that document you will see okay this is the uh, file url that url will redirect you to the ipfs location where that file is stored 
now you can fetch that particular url and you can pass it on to the user user will click on that url and can get the file if you want to pass that as a buffer you can write that logic as well in the middleware which means at the node layer only where uh, your application will fetch data directly from ipfs layer and uh, uh, extract it and send it as a buffer to the send it as a buffer in the response so the front end part or whoever is calling your api will directly get, directly get it as a data itself so yeah uh, this was the basic structure of application although uh apart from that there is one more step in that which is the core of this application which is building a simple blockchain smart contract for that you going to need the knowledge of solidity now to give an example of solidity uh when you see solidity for the first time uh yeah you will see hey what is this is this a c or c++ or it's a java then you will feel that if someone will add flavor of c++ into javascript uh, there will be something new which will called solidity now uh we going to write blockchain smart contract in that language only so when we retrieve or store data simply going to call a smart contract and uh, the extension file we use for solidity for solidity file is .sol which means if your file name is index then the With, along with extension it going to call index.sol so we'll write the smart contract function to store the file we'll generate the ipfs hash and string address and we'll send that file to ipfs and uh, ipfs will take care of it although this is more of a practical thing but yeah we can do that post that we have to install the ganas cli i think i have already mentioned once we run the ganas uh, we can uh, uh, test the application after uh, we have done with writing the uh, smart contract in solidity we need to compile it because after compiling uh, and compilation will be done through truffle now uh, what, uh, after compiling it will deploy the application so whenever we create the smart contract it needs to be deployed so once it is deployed it will automatically convert it into a json file which we call as abi file as well but yeah uh, for that you need to run this command truffle compile so once it is compiled you will see that uh, your smart contract is being deployed and you can see a new json file being created in the same application folder now next thing we have is to migrate our smart contract so for that we can run truffle migrate so we can see once we migrate our application uh uh we like some ethereum cost will be uh, used because uh, whenever a application is running on blockchain uh, it it costs some ether, ether value so uh, because uh, and uh, this truffle uh, what you going to use will provide you some uh, dummy ether values which you going to use for your deployment so when you do the migrate you will see in your console that uh, uh, this your application has been deployed total number of deployments and what is the final cost of deployment so yeah these are the few things you can observe there apart from that a uh, little bit modifications into the node layer 
and uh, we can test the application using truffle test so there's another command truffle test to run our application so yeah if you run the truffle test uh, you can see actually there are modes to do the testing now right now we're going to use it in development mode so first it will compile the uh, solidity file which is uh, your something.sol which in our case let's consider it as test.sol uh, after compiling it it will uh, uh, showcase you the like contract address and uh, your test is being passed or not now the last part is integrating the backend api into web3 for that we gonna use web3 module already i have mentioned you have to install web3 module in the node application along with mongodb and express so if you have that uh, yeah we gonna use uh, yeah we we gonna use uh, so web3 functions uh, there are some inbuilt function of web3 which uh, we're gonna use for connectivity between uh, node layer and the contract layer so uh, let's say uh, right now in our application the ipfs address we have to provide and the port number and the protocol what we're gonna use and uh, in your register api already you are doing the registration with uh, email id and uh, some random id also you generate uh, just in case of worst case uh some same email id being used again then you can take your random generated id as the unique one uh and apart from that in the login uh you can use the same email id and the given password and in upload yeah uh, you have to generate hash hash uh in ipfs actually we have this function to generate uh hash uh we have to use that hash uh, and send ipfs function to send that particular file to that address in a response we'll get the hash along with the address we have to store that address into mongodb uh, in simple terms that call it as a, we will call it as a url using that particular url along with the hash you can uh, get your file yeah so yeah that, that was all uh, regarding the connectivity of a simple blockchain layer so now you can simply run npm start or if you have already installed the nodemon which automatically run your application whenever you save it you can do that as well although since this application is not in production right now so there's a different uh, way of uh, hosting and deploying this application in production so orally i tried my best to explain uh, how to uh like uh, deploy and uh, do a connectivity between backend and uh, uh, blockchain layer although so yeah happy coding uh yeah. sure sure i mean uh, it was very well explained and i think we have to make a youtube video for uh, this as you explained this in the audio i think the visual is very important for the listeners too so you can explain yeah. all this with the help of uh, an example or how you build a code or an application on the node js and then uh, using the web3 as you said so this all uh, surely guys let us know in the comments if you want to see a uh, example of this in the visual format we will surely uh, conduct a live session maybe or uh, we'll just upload 
a youtube video of this and a youtube podcast will surely do so you also answered my the my question uh, which was the basic structure of the application when trying to build it in the three parts so you already explained yeah. this uh, and you answered this question so my next question to you will be uh, are there any disadvantages for the same so yeah first disadvantage is uh, yeah we already have heard that sometimes blessing comes with the curse so the first one uh, i talked a lot about uh, data immutability so this is a feature as well and sometimes this is a disadvantage as well uh, i have mentioned that uh, no one can manipulate your data if someone does that uh, then it can already be traced let's say uh, Uh, my name is prakash and i have done something in a one block then of course this data will be repeated over and over and over in multiple blocks now till now this was a feature but what if i want myself to remove my data from the application that also is uh, almost kind of uh, like in i would not say impossible in terms of it but yeah this is kind of impossible right now because see in simple words i would say there is no way you can remove your trace from blockchain so if you have uh, if you even if you like uh, like uh, for intentionally want to remove your trace from blockchain layer you are the owner you yourself want you cannot do that you already uh, will be leaving your privacy uh, rights into pieces so data immutability is the like disadvantage also and advantage also in blockchain apart from that for digital transactions yeah speed reduced in the blockchain why see already uh, we have mentioned that uh, blockchain is a decentralized application so yeah it it does the same thing in multiple places so yeah that reduce the speed because it requires a huge amount of computing powers so now we like uh, you just see it is advisable to use centralized system uh, with centralized databases when we need a uh, high speed transaction milli uh, like when we need it in milliseconds so now um, you you as a user not as a user as an as an owner you have to choose that uh, you want high speed or high security or you want best of both world so i'm not saying that blockchain uh, application are slow no that that is not what i'm trying to say but yeah if you want super high speed then yeah uh, you cannot achieve that in a digital transaction uh, as compared to the centralized databases which uh, very well offer you the high speed transactions yeah that is one more thing apart from that uh, in some application some legacy applications if we have there uh, it is really difficult to adapt the blockchain technologies uh, you may have heard that 2 billion devices run java so those 2 billion devices yeah since 10 years we are saying that 2 billion devices only running on java although so uh, so the old legacy applications which have been built in early uh, 2001 or 2005 6 and they are keep on operating and there are very minimal changes either it is a .net applications or something so it is like a complete rework for them and might not be feasible for many of them because it is like changing the complete architecture of their application so yeah uh, i am i cannot recall any such system as of now but yeah 
if you take example of let's say uh, the indian railways uh, application or any other indian railways although it's uh, very uh, uh, very well updated in the new version uh, although but if you take example of any other government website which has been developed very like uh, sometimes back india post uh, application application or uh, some old state government application i would say the bihar board uh, result or something like that so it is very uh, like kind of work from scratch for them to implement uh, an integrated blockchain they cannot uh, do it uh, direct integration there will be a, like development of uh, new application from scratch so yeah and uh, with that one more disadvantage comes which is uh, which is interoperability which is like uh, many of uh, like people are like face little difficulty in uh, working with distributed ledger because it makes it hard for them and uh, difficult to relate and integrate with each other because uh, the communication in blockchain and the normal uh, legacy application is uh, slightly different so yeah it makes a little uh, different for them but yeah with little learning and training uh, one can of course do that so yeah it's going to take time but yeah definitely it's going to come so sure, sure. Uh, thanks a lot prakash um, my one last question and you have to just quickly answer it in brief that is what is the next world of internet yeah so the next world of internet is already we are seeing so much hype about uh, uh, web3 so the next world of internet gonna be more secure more distributed and uh, we are going to enter into the virtual world that's what I, i would say so already we have adapted that thing a lot people are working from home they are meeting enjoying having fun everything virtually only so yeah the virtualism the uh, like uh, virtuality is the next uh, big thing in the internet whether it is metamask uh, uh, not sorry i would uh, not metamask i would say the ar vr or uh, the uh, multiverse so yeah these are the big thing gonna happen internet next great great i think metaverse is something which you wanted to say metaverse yeah yeah metaverse uh, i was trying to say uh, by mistake i said meta mask <laughs> but yeah so okay. yeah the, meta mask is nothing but it's a virtual world only so by mean virtual or by mean meta mask we mean the same thing so that's what we're going to see we're going to buy things virtually we're going to sell things virtually we're going to enjoy things virtually Yeah. for sure i mean nfts are something which are really trending and people are earning and minting a lots of money in different money, yep. uh, not not the actual money but the money which is going to make them very rich uh, maybe you can say the ethereum the bitcoins or the cryptocurrency yeah so that yeah at the the end goal uh, shloka is uh, uh, like uh, you invest something you get something you're going to buy something with that so yeah all these three things you can do so that's what an asset means 
so these are some assets which you cannot see in your hand this is not something like a bike or a car which you're going to touch and feel but yeah these are your asset i'm talking about nft assets uh so let's say there is a virtual animation you're going to buy it uh, uh with some uh, cryptocurrency and uh, now with a, a unique token is going to attach with that which uh, which will define that yeah this is your asset but you know you are not going to feel that so like a phys- as a physical presence with you so yeah, that's what the tangible asset would we must yeah. say <laughs> great great i mean i'm like eagerly waiting for this like when this will come across me or when will i be able to do that transaction where i earn something or i invest in something not a monkey picture for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, people are uh, buying monkey pictures for the dollars millions of dollars i so. know i know right people are crazy i mean that is the trend and let's say that internet is making a big revolution and we have to adapt it otherwise we'll be left behind so to be in the race yeah. we have to be uh, the horse riding it yeah correct correct great so, uh, yeah, nice talking to you prakash uh, i'm sure i'm i think i we are running out of time and we'll surely come up with the next episode of this podcast with a very interesting topic i would like you to take up uh, the very interesting topic about the web3 or the nft if you have any time witnessed it witnessed it or developed it thank you so much uh, great talking to you prakash uh, thanks thank you thank you sloka thank you everyone